The germ theory of disease is necessary. It's necessary to keep people hypnotized by this idea that germs are chasing you and you have to outrun them and you have to be scared of them and you have to do things like stay six feet away from each other or you have to do things like wear two masks and you have to be doing things like telling your relatives that they can't come over for Christmas dinner unless they show you a vaccine card and and you have to do things like get injections if you believe in the germ theory of disease. Ready to live at the higher vibrations, where peace, love, joy, and good health are the daily standard? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to Vibe. And here's your host, Robin Openshaw. Hey everyone, it's Robin Openshaw, and I'm your host on The Vibe Show. And today I want to give you, in a matter of minutes, what the germ theory of disease versus the terrain theory of disease is might even call it germ theory versus terrain theory for dummies. Uh, My life was changed forever. Something like 25 years ago when I was sick all the time, I totally tipped over and ended up spending years in bed after a flu job. And I was seeking answers. And one of the books that I read, one of Oh, probably a hundred or more books that I read. I had a lot of time to read since I couldn't work. I couldn't go to grad school anymore. I dropped out for a few years and I was just trying to figure out what was wrong with me and how to get well. One of the books that I read was by Dr. Robert O. Young. And it was about germ theory versus terrain theory. So here it is in a nutshell. Germ theory of disease is so popular because really a ton of Western medicine is built on this theory. So the short version is that there was a bit of a fight between a scientist named Antoine Béchamp, okay? And you've probably never heard of him, but you you spell his name, it's French, but it's spelled B-champ, right? So Antoine Béchamp basically said, the strength of your body, the strength of your immune system and how able it is to deal with the constant onslaught that we have from the day that we're born with pathogens of various kinds determines whether or not we get sick. And I'm not going to go deep into all of the parts of what it is that makes your body strong or weak against pathogens, but I'll touch on a couple of them. But the germ theory of disease, which our current medical model that is a trillion dollar a year industry, however many trillions, I don't know how many, but it's basically all the antibiotics in the world are served up to you on the back of the germ theory of disease, which is there are these germs, these bad guys, you have to avoid them. You're outrunning them. And when they catch you, you're going to get sick and you're going to die. So that's germ theory in a nutshell. And it was Louis Pasteur, who you probably have heard of, who actually championed that whole theory and that model. Now, you know, depending on which historian you're reading, supposedly Louis Pasteur said on his deathbed, like right before he died, actually, Béchamp was right. He was right that it's how strong the organism is against the, for instance, the virome that wasn't discovered back then. But now we know that our body is built of um, probably more viral organisms um, or particles, I should say, 
then you have cells in your body. But it's really well known that you are actually full of viruses at all times from the day you're born, and you peacefully coexist with all these pathogens, including literally trillions of viruses in you in terms of actual viral particles. So what's the difference? Why is it, if I, ha- if I am full of nasty little critters at all time, if, if, and I am actually, anytime I test for strep, I am positive for it. So, so let's use that as an example. When I was uh, young, when I was a child, all the way into my teens, I would get strep over and over again. So my body's weakness, I learned this a long time ago. And then when I got older and wiser from tipping over after the flu job and getting very sick and being in bed for four years, I learned that my drainage system, my lymphatic system was the weak spot in my body. And most of us have a weak spot. Yours might be your respiratory system. If you get a respiratory flu and get junk in your lungs every year, that would be an you know, for example, an indicator that's where your body is weak. Um, I've had a respiratory thing go to my lungs maybe twice in my whole life. So that's a place that I'm strong, but I would get hard lymph glands, whatever I got, whether it was a cold or whatever I got, I would get hardened lymph glands and they would get big in my neck and I would get strep and I got it over and over again. Well, my mom was a young mother and I was her first and she learned a lot along the way. For instance, she and my dad would rather die than get the the COVID job, but this was early in her process, right? And she was a young mom and she thought that vaccines were wonderful and got me all the vaccines right on time because that's what helped her feel like a good mom. Well, leaving that aside, when I would get strep, she didn't have any other tools. Now she has plenty of tools. And one of the biggest things I teach on Green Smoothie Girl, I've probably talked about this 500 times, is having a toolkit on hand So that when you get some viral replication going on, such as we've seen in the last two years with COVID, um, Dr. Peter Peter McCullough is out there with an early treatment protocol that's really the only one. Like Yale doesn't have a protocol and Harvard Medical School doesn't have a protocol and Mayo Clinics don't have a protocol. All of these uh, entities have been so subverted and so warned and scorned by whoever's running things in this world that they literally just don't treat COVID early. But Dr. Peter McCullough is a great American hero and has been out there talking about how the first week of COVID, COVID, you have viral replication going on. And so that's where you focus in that first week. And that's why ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine may work very well in that first week. But then if you start using it in the second week, by then you've got all that viral replication going on and you're using it at the wrong time. In the second week, you're more dealing with inflammation. So he's very much a drug approach guy. And he definitely buys in on the germ theory of disease. And that's what they're taught in medical schools. And I personally do not believe it's one or the other, but I think it's 95% terrain theory. I think 90, 95% of whether you get sick or not, okay, being exposed to COVID isn't the thing. 95% of the thing is how strong is your body? And so, you know, Peter McCullough says, take hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin or these, you know, simple off-label drugs that cost you very little money that they really don't want us to know about because they want all focus being on these injections. And then in the second week, you're concerning yourself with inflammation. And then in the third week, there's a, there's a final phase that he talks about. Well, I'm not here to talk about McCullough's protocol so much, but I do want to point out that 
if you get into the second week with COVID, you know, we, we couldn't get our hands on any ivermectin until the second week, but I also wasn't in a big panic. I'm not, um, super, you know, worried about, I have to have pharmaceutical drugs or I'm going to die of this. I wasn't concerned about it, but had we had ivermectin in those first, uh, in that first week, or if we had just, you know, used some, uh, some iodine, very diluted, a couple drops of iodine in water and just squirted it in a syringe into our nose and our oral cavity where the the viral replication is going on, we probably wouldn't have gotten sick at all or had very, very mild symptoms. Instead, we had pretty, pretty major symptoms. Um, you know, nowhere near going to the hospital, but considering the fact that, you know, neither one of us is uh, overweight or has underlying conditions, you know, it was, it was pretty uncomfortable. It was a pretty big drag for two weeks. So the germ theory of disease is necessary. It's necessary to keep people hypnotized by this idea that germs are chasing you and you have to outrun them and you have to be scared of them and you have to do things like stay six feet away from each other or you have to do things like wear two masks and you have to be doing things like telling your relatives that they can't come over for Christmas dinner unless they show you a vaccine card and, and you have to do things like get injections if you believe in the germ theory of disease. Well, I don't think that the germ theory of disease is completely false. You know, you mostly find people who are completely germ theory or completely terrain theory. I, from my 30 years of research, and I used to wear a white coat, I'm not an MD, but I have a PhD in clinical psychology and certainly used to wear a white coat and people used to call me doctor. And I worked in the systems and I worked in hospitals and I worked in schools and I worked in prisons and I worked in halfway houses and uh, more worked with mental health patients than, you know, any kind of physical health problems. But of course, now we know how linked they are. So it's kind of false to pull them apart. But in my own process of getting well, as well as my process now, uh, at over 15 years out there as green smoothie girl, which I guess you would call what you would call me an influencer, I suppose, or an author of 16 books. What I try to get people to understand is that they can have some herbs on hand, some natural supplements that act in several different ways, different act on different mechanisms, so that when you start to feel symptoms coming on, you know that there's this viral replication or bacterial replication going on in your body, and you take some supplements that, you know, decrease the replication so that that infection doesn't get the upper hand. So I think that it's literally 90, 95% terrain theory. How healthy is your body? How much extra capacity does your immune system have to fight that replication and get that viral replication under control all on its own? And that's the difference between you being exposed to it and not having any symptoms and getting super sick and ending, ending up in the hospital, maybe even dead. So, but most people in America are not educated on germ theory or terrain theory and couldn't even articulate what the difference is. They're completely bought in on this idea of germ theory. And as long as you believe that there's germs chasing you your whole life and you just have to dodge them and you have to be scared of other people. And now, of course, the last two years, we've seen a super extreme version of what's actually been going on since this, this war happened between Basham and Pasteur 180 years ago, uh, now we are being entirely 
conditioned to be terrified of each other and to see every other living human being as a vector of disease that we have to be scared of. It's actually completely ridiculous. And if we're sneezing and our eyes are watering and we have swollen glands or we're coughing and we have phlegm going on, that's that's the body where there's been a lot of viral replication and that's where someone if you were you know around them significantly and you know touched their hand after they just blew their nose like that that could potentially put more viral load in you and then you're more likely to get sick so i think that's the value of germ theory i don't think it's entirely false and some people will throw rotten tomatoes at me and say no there's absolutely no germ theory there's no such thing as a virus and I have interviewed Thomas Cowan on my show uh, three times and Andrew Kaufman, who's a former psychiatrist, is out there saying the same thing. There's no such thing as a virus. And I don't actually really want to get into that because, you know, I do think that we have isolated certain um, toxicity, uh, certain compounds that are toxic that when they replicate and when they become more and more of them, the body starts detoxifying. And that's what you're seeing when you see that you're sick. And so it's probably, they, they, I think that those guys are onto something. Um, Dr. Amanda Vollmer, I've interviewed her twice and she's of the same mind that it's actually just your body detoxifying from, from being poisoned, from having too much replication going on in your body because your immune system isn't functioning optimally. So. I, I personally think there's some value in both, but we've we've so overvalued the germ theory of disease that we then become helpless and have to go to a medical doctor and get an antibiotic every time we are sick. The vast majority of the time that we're sick, it's not even bacterial. So an antibiotic can't do you any good. Last time I saw any data on this, I saw that children in America take antibiotics an average of every 11 months. Well, just so you know, that may be normal and you may have been on antibiotic yourself in recent years and you may think of that as what you do when you get sick is you go to a doctor and get an antibiotic. And that's certainly how my mother was dealing with me as a child. But then when it really wrecked my health and it was really a big reason why my gut was stripped of healthy organisms called probiotic organisms, when you take an antibiotic, you're not just killing those bad guys, and that's how you get well, but you're also killing the good guys that are your resistance and are about 85% of your immune system so that you don't get the next thing. So that's a problem with you take an antibiotic, you also wipe out the good guys. And so you're very, very vulnerable to every pathogenic thing that comes down the pike. And so that's why I kept getting strep every three months as a kid. Sure, the antibiotic would kill the strep, but it would also kill my defenses so that I would keep getting strep, right? Like, you know, when I was a psychologist working on um, a children's unit of a psychiatric hospital, you know, we just pretty much put those kids on nonstop antibiotics. Now I, I was learning and resisting that and saying, Hey, this is a bad idea. You can't just keep putting kids on one course of antibiotic after another while feeding them nothing but sugar which is making a breeding ground inside their bodies for any infection that comes through. So these poor kids were literally being fed antibiotics almost permanently through the whole fall and winter. Prophylactically, they're being fed antibiotics. And these kids had terrible immune systems. They also had a terrible diet. So 
I actually raised four children to adulthood after I started learning this stuff was when my first son was on constant antibiotics, uh, constant bronchodilators, constant steroids. And that same year that he was so sick in and out of hospitals, I had a second baby. And then that's when I got this, this flu jab and it tipped me over. So I started learning at hyper speed. And that's the kind of stuff that I share with you. Having some supplements on hand that will directly kill uh, some bacterial infections and that will strengthen your own immune system are super helpful. One is, and this is a green smoothie girl product. We make this and we make it in small batches and we're often sold out. We'll put the link in the show notes, but Prezyme Pro. I have had people who follow me send me their probiotics. I say, send me two doses of your probiotic. And then I line up dishes of milk. Almost think of like a kitten's going to come along and drink these little dishes of just dairy milk. Let it come to, to room temperature. And then we open the capsule and put probiotics in there. And this is stuff that you guys are spending tons of money on. And I have found only one other brand besides Green Smoothie Girls that actually cultures the milk. So you can test your probiotic. Just take a little dish of dairy milk. I don't, I don't eat dairy products. And so I had to actually buy the, the milk just to do this test. And I've done it multiple times. I've had people send us their probiotics. And then we literally film these dishes of milk and what happens. I've done Facebook lives where I show our Prezyme Pro at the beginning of it. And then the milk is sitting there. And 10 minutes later, I noticed that it's totally not, not moving anymore. It's so set up and it's so cultured just from 10 minutes that it just goes to show you that the, the 15 million probiotics per dose, they're alive. So if you guys do this with your probiotic and it does nothing to the milk and you don't see it set up and become thick and culture the milk like it's yogurt or kefir, then you're wasting your money and you're literally buying dead probiotics. So Prezyme Pro, our product is, and I formulate it because there's nobody else out there who has enzymes, help you digest your food. Talking about lipase, protease, and uh, which one am I missing? Lipase for fats, protease for protein, and the one for, the one that helps break down carbohydrates. Um, it'll come to me in a second. But the three the three digestive enzymes that you need to digest your food, so that you're bringing in some enzymes from from outside the body or exogenously that that a lot of people get in their food if they eat a mostly raw, mostly plant based diet. But most Americans aren't. So you're getting all three of the enzymes. And you're getting the prebiotics, which is the food of the probiotics, so they they can feed on it in your gut. It's fiber, basically, but there's certain kinds of fiber that probiotics love the most. It's that soluble fiber. And then 15,000 organisms of, um, we have have 15 different strains of probiotics. And most, most brands, you know, back when my son was getting sick over and over again after his vaccine injury when he was a baby. You know, if you went and bought probiotics then it was literally just one. It was it was acidophilus. And you know, acidophilus is a great is a, is a great um probiotic and it kind of helps attract the others, but what you want in your gut to keep your immune system strong is what you want is um a whole variety of the good guys, the good 
bacterial organisms that keep you strong against the next time you get some replication going of a bad bacteria or a bad, uh, uh, some kind of viral load where it gets too high and then you get sick. So if you have these natural supplements on hand and I really like uh, Prezyme Pro and it's great to take all the time to rebuild your gut. If you've ever been on an antibiotic, even if you're on an antibiotic five years ago, you could still be paying the price. And that might look like you just have various gut issues. I mean, I just can't even list them all, but you guys know what I'm talking about. If you have gut issues, you probably know. You have difficulty digesting food, um, sometimes get constipated or on the flip side of that, have loose stool, um, reactivity to healthy foods. Okay, people think that these are allergies. No, they're just generally just damaged gut from people taking so many antibiotics. Other drugs will also harm your gut, but antibiotics are just uh, very very well documented that are the worst. And I remember when I was learning this, as I was getting myself well, and I was a new mother, I remember going to doctors. I had a next door neighbor who was a doctor and I went to him and I just brought this up and he just looked at me like I was from Pluto. And he was like, I don't, I'm not aware of antibiotics killing the healthy gut. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And this guy was in his sixties, my next door neighbor. And so it was kind of experiences like that that I started to realize these guys don't in medical school learn anything about that whole debate that went on. It was this great scientific debate where the false theory won. And probably the reason the false theory won is that there's so much money to be made by developing new antibiotics all the time. And they do have to develop new antibiotics all the time because people become really resistant and we develop these super bugs that antibiotics don't kill them. I mean, you know, when's the last time uh, you heard of somebody being on penicillin? You know, penicillin was a miracle when it was discovered. And now, you know, we have probably a couple hundred other approved for use antibiotics because, you know, after a while you use it on people every 11 months, the antibiotics don't work anymore. And these, these, uh, organisms that proliferate in us become very resistant to antibiotics. So we have to look a different direction than just constantly eating these chemicals to nuke our gut and kill all the bad bacteria and wipe out the good bacteria with them. So that's really the difference. Uh, oh, so what those supplements are, if you want to know what I really like to use, take Prezyme Pro, take it religiously. You might want to have a couple of them. Uh, you don't have to keep them in your fridge. Uh, they do just fine on the shelf. And if you get them from Green Smoothie Girl, if we're not sold out, which sometimes we are, um, you're fine to have them around for a year. But the problem with some of these bigger brands who sell probiotics is they know that 99.9% .9 of you don't know how to test a probiotic. And so they can sell you millions of dollars worth of dead probiotic and nobody knows is, is any wiser and people take them and think that they're helping their gut when they're just taking dead probiotics. But these big companies, they have these big supply chains and they have, you know, the product moves from one part of the country to another. Sometimes they're on hot trucks, you know, for weeks in the summer or whatever. We, we are a very small company and we are in very good control of our supply chains and we don't want any product that's two years old. And so our probiotics are sold out because I only want to make them in small batches because when you get them, I want them to be living probiotics as well as good prebiotics to feed on 
and your amylase, amylase protease. And I don't know why I can't come up with all three off the tip of my tongue, but I also like um, vitamin C and, you know, the thing I don't like is ascorbic acid. So see if you can find a good vitamin C that's not ascorbic acid. It's made with hydrochloric acid derived from, from uh, corn syrup. I don't think that's a good product. I think that's a synthetic vitamin C that I wouldn't take 5,000 milligrams a day. And I know that some of my colleagues tell, tell people to do it, but I think there's evidence that ascorbic acid is a pretty junky form of vitamin C. So see if you can find one that's you know made from, from whole foods. I think the one that I use is called Pure Radiance, but you have to kind of take a lot more of it because it's only like 120 milligrams. So that's the downside. If you think that you need 5,000 or 10,000 milligrams of vitamin C, um, you're probably not going to buy Pure Radiance because you'd have to take half the bottle to get that high of milligrams. But for me, like I'm far more concerned about the quality of the supplement than how many milligrams it is generally speaking, especially for preventative, but making sure that your vitamin D levels are high. If you're not sure, you can take a vitamin D. Um, I like one that's oil-based. I think it's just absorbed by the body better. And I take one that um, pretty easily available everywhere. I can't think what the brand is, but um, we'll, we'll put a link down below if we dig that up what vitamin D I take. But every year I get my vitamin D tested and it's always in the optimal range. I have not in the last 10 years tested my vitamin D that's not in the optimal range. So vitamin C, vitamin D, quercetin is a great one to take. Uh, Kyolic garlic is a great one to take that stimulates immune function. Uh, ACS, I'll put the link to that down below, which is a nano-sized silver. So nano-sized means that there's just like thousands of times more surface area that it can go after and neutralize. Silver is just so great for neutralizing these pathogens. And, uh, you know, for strep or for sore throat stuff, I like a, a, an herb called golden seal. The last time I had strep, I was 28 years old and I was pregnant and I was really motivated to not take an antibiotic and so I suffered for longer than most people will. Most people will just like, they just want the short-term suffering to go away. So they'll run out and they'll get on an antibiotic. And I was like, no, I'm pregnant. I don't want to wipe out my immunity and I don't want to expose my baby to an antibiotic. And so I took golden seal, this herb that is a good natural antibiotic that doesn't wipe out all the healthy flora in the gut. And that... and some vitamin C and I got rid of strep when I was 28 years old. And for once it didn't come back and it has never come back. Now I could be tested for strep at any given time. And I'm always positive for it because my body just has strep in it. So that's the important thing to understand is all these, we've been so conditioned to think that a test result tells us whether we're sick or not. This whole insanity, the last two years, where healthy people are getting tested and saying, I have COVID and they're completely healthy. Well, anybody can test positive for having a pathogen in them, but you have all kinds of pathogens in you. You have strep in you at all times. You have staph in the infections in you at all times. You know, it's just a matter of how much you have. All of us have all of these organisms in us at all times. And once you get clear on that, then you get clear that we don't have to be in sheer terror of the germs that are chasing us and are going to get us and we're going to die. 
Okay. And that is what the pharmaceutical industry wants you to believe. And that is what your medical doctors are trained in, in medical school. They are not, they never even discuss terrain theory and there's no insurance code to bill for telling people about the supplements I just told you about. There is no doctor who gets paid to tell you about how to take a live, a living probiotic organism. There's no medical doctor that you're going to go to that gets is in the traditional system getting paid for by your insurance companies that's going to do a little test for you and see whether or not your probiotic actually works if they've self-educated themselves to even know about probiotics and what probiotics eat, which is the prebiotics. And hey, while we're taking a probiotic, the Green Smoothie Girl brand, we we add enzymes to it just because so many people are just um, eating mostly cooked and mostly processed food. And so the food they're eating doesn't actually come with its own enzymes. And so we add those enzymes to help you break down proteins, fats, and carbs, the whole, the whole gamut. So it's, to me, it's the most exciting product we've probably ever created. Our ultimate minerals is the the other most important thing. And somewhere north of 90% of people are deficient in some minerals. And so our ultimate minerals is just a great way to not get nutrient deficient. I mostly talk about it as minerals because your body constantly uses up minerals and trace minerals, like literally every single thing that your body does is using up minerals and trace minerals. And so our ultimate minerals has all 90 plus of the identified minerals and trace minerals. And it's right from the same source that the plants pull it up out of the ground. Except a lot of our plants, even if you're eating a plant-based diet, even if you're eating a high fiber, nutrient dense uh, plant-based diet, unfortunately, a lot of these soils are so depleted that our vegetables just don't have the nutrients in them they used to. So to cover your bases, I just use a dropper full of ultimate minerals in my water morning and night and I'm not deficient in any minerals. And so my fingernails grow like crazy. I constantly cut them off because I type a lot and I grew up a pianist. And so I have no use for long nails, but I have to constantly cut my nails because my nails grow twice as fast as everybody else's does. And also my hair grows twice as as fast and it grew, it grew uh, in thicker, grew in much thicker when I started using ultimate minerals uh, 10 years ago. Go, go look at pictures of me from from 10 to 15 years ago. Um, You'll also see dark circles were under my eyes. If you go look at my uh, videos, the first few years of Green Smoothie Girl, and you'll see dark circles under my eyes. I just don't have them anymore. They they went away when I started using Ultimate Minerals and it hasn't come back, which is pretty nice because I was like 41 when I was making those videos and I'm about to turn uh, 55. So, you know, you're going to be doing videos. You don't really want to have dark circles under your eyes. I mean, that's just a sign of uh, of mineral deficiency and inflammation in your body. So you have to be replacing those minerals. And even though I eat a plant-based diet, um, you could still end up nutrient deficient. So getting your ultimate minerals, getting your Prezyme Pro. I like to have golden seal on hand. I like the liquid tincture. Um, you know, and it can last on the shelf for years. Uh, being able to just the minute you feel symptoms coming on, take high dose vitamin C, take some vitamin D if you're not in the sun on a regular basis. You know, I don't really worry about D so much anymore because I live in Florida. And so I'm outside in the sun more often. 
right? I, I don't like get, go out there to get a tan. I just get 10 or 15 minutes and then I'm careful not to get burned. But honestly, I think that's part of why, you know, I mean, I should be a wrinkled disaster. I had hundreds of sunburns, but it's honestly, it's nutrient density. If you, if you think, if you think that I don't look absolutely ancient, like, you know, 80 year, you've seen people who are my age, 55, who are covered with tons of wrinkles. I should be from all the sun exposure I've had from playing sports. And I have a total phobia against sunscreen. I would just burn. I just got used to my skin constantly hurting. Then I would literally get burned day after day after day after day. And so honestly, I think nutrient density and juicing and just getting wise to how the body really works is a lot of why you know, my skin is able to repair itself. Your body does have the ability to repair itself, but when we are so, uh, we have so delegated our health that we just continue to increase the toxic load in our body. Detoxing twice a year is another huge part of it. I am super committed to doing a twice a year detox, bring my toxic body burden down. Okay. Because even if I don't take take any medications on a chronic basis. And even if I don't eat garbage food, like most people do, even if, you know, like people who are drinking uh, wine full of sulfites and sulfates or beer, the same thing and all the concentrated glutens and whatever, even if you're not doing that, you're still exposed to toxins. So detoxing twice a year too. So I'll also share down below a link to my little four video class about how to detoxify. Right now I'm recording this at the very end of 2021. And right now we are seeing three times as many people signing up to detox with us in January. And I think it's because people are waking up to like a lot of people who got the injections, but didn't want them. I mean, it's, it's a majority of us. It's two thirds of us who got one or more of the injections, but it's nowhere near two thirds of us who wanted to, and who want to keep taking them because in 2022, I'll predict it right now, they're going to be pushing a third on us and they will very soon be calling three jabs and what they call fully vaccinated. And so then your, your little card that gets you into the restaurants, those of you in California and New York and in most places of the world now, that card's not even going to work for you anymore unless you get a third one. And by the end of 2022, based on what I'm seeing already playing out in Israel, there's going to be a fourth required by the end of 2022. So it's only with us standing up to this and also just learning how our bodies work and supporting ourselves naturally and learning that the terrain of your body, how healthy the terrain is, has everything to do with why you get sick. If you're of the camp that believes that this is a man-made virus and that this was delivered to us intentionally, if you believe that, then that makes it that much more important that you learn how to keep your body strong because you can't actually avoid being around other people. I mean, I work from home and we don't we're not even around people as much as other people, but we had to fly to Utah and back and work to move ourselves to move things onto a truck and we had help. So it's not like we like physically did everything, but just the stress of it and then being on the plane. It was 2 days after we were on airplanes all day long. 
coming back to Florida from Utah, it was two days later that we got sick with COVID. And I don't know if that was being around people uh, who were infected and being exposed. My guess is actually that we were just around lots and lots of recently jabbed people and their shedding is what made us sick. I mean, we don't know, but we just know that it was after we were around tons of people on the airplane. My guess is it was lots and lots of shedding because... I'm not the only one who, after being on an airplane around lots of people, uh, finally gets sick. Good news is we had it. We have natural immunity. I think there's close to 130 studies now that show that once you've had it, your body creates the right antibodies. They, They are durable. They stick around for decades. There's people who had the Spanish flu who get tested when they're in their 80s and they still have strong immunity to the Spanish flu. We don't have that kind of data on COVID yet because we're only less than two years in, but um, we have lots and lots of evidence that once you've gotten it, that you then have antibodies. And all these people who are panicking about Omicron and the media is using it to arm twist people into going and getting a third a third shot. Listen, I think it would have been great if I didn't get um, in August of 2021, what was probably this Delta variant, if that's even a real thing, because that was kind of rough. Omicron now is much, much milder. It's basically the symptoms of a cold. So I wish that I could just get it later now and have a, a mild cold and be over with it. But that's the thing is your natural immunity is so much stronger. And, you know, the man on TV is not going to tell you that. He's not allowed to. He would lose his job if he told you that. So that's generally not the story that you're hearing from any of our public health officials. Uh, Fauci has never said once in two years that people should take high doses of vitamin C. He went out of his way. Where is that book by Bobby Kennedy? I always seem to, I'm reading it. And so it's usually right close to me, but it's not within reach. But Bobby Kennedy's book shows step-by-step how Tony Fauci and his cronies um, tried to keep early treatment strategies, early treatment tools away from the American people and out of reach and bought up supplies and then camped on them and then went out in the media and mocked them and mocked anyone who talked about them as a solution, whether that be our former president or doctors who were using them. So, you know, you know, I was saying for like a month, hey, if you want some ivermectin, you better get some because they are driving it out of reach. And there's no way that you would get ivermectin in the first week. Like if you got sick today and you started going to try to find some ivermectin, good luck finding a doctor who would prescribe it and a pharmacist that actually has it and will give will fill your prescription. So then you won't even get it until like week two or later. And that's past the time period that would do you any good. So if you didn't hear me screaming that over and over and over again, a few months ago, um, I don't want to say you're, you're out of luck for getting some ivermectin, but you know, I got some just for if there's somebody who's close by that I know is suffering and I can help them. I got some and just put it in my freezer so that the expiration date doesn't really matter. Um, I'm doing that right now with some supplements as well. Okay. So you don't really have to worry about the expiration date on some supplements or some drugs. If you want to keep them around as part of your preparedness, 
you can put them in the freezer. And then when you take them out, you know, it's like, why do they freeze dead bodies? They don't decompose. So that's just a little preparedness tip. If you have some room in a freezer, if you have a second freezer in your garage, I think that's a good use of space in your freezer. So we've covered a lot of ancillary stuff that I think is, is going to be helpful to you. I hope is helpful to you. But the biggest thing is to know that it was Antoine Béchamp who originally came up with the terrain theory, which is you already have lots of bacterial load and viral load in you at any given time. And it was Louis Pasteur who came up with the germ theory, which is these germs are bad and they're going to get you. And one is simpler for people to understand. It's so easy for the medical system to leverage, to make a lot of money and to make guys in white coats be able to just plug in a pill for every ill. It's highly profitable. It's easy to get people to understand it. We've all been conditioned to believe that this is the way things are. The guys in the white coats, it's not that they're dumb. It's not, it's literally just that they weren't taught terrain theory. There are certainly plenty of medical doctors that have gotten themselves self-educated to the point where they leave these institutions where they're basically gagged and bound and can't talk about anything but what they can bill insurance codes to. And they end up leaving traditional practice of medicine and hanging out a shingle as functional medicine doctors. But even those guys become really um, sort of hijacked by supplement companies. And all they do is sell supplements. At Green Smoothie Girl, we, you know, I gave up my license a long time ago so that I can just help people and coach people to bring down their toxic load and detoxify twice a year. So if you haven't detoxed with us, please watch the four videos down below. It's it's condensing my, what's it been now, 20 years of studying human detoxification into four short videos that anybody can understand and kind of just gives you the ABCs so that you know what you need to do to get well, to recover from any kind of pharmaceutical injury or from just having a toxic load that's too high. And that's pretty much all of us. All of us are hovering right about it, just, you know, that point of tipping over. And it's not that, you know, you're bad or you're wrong. It's that, you know, we just learn as fast as we can learn, but changing our products to be non-toxic products, nobody, nobody's allowed in my house with those toxic cleaning supplies. Those things are deadly. That's a really easy thing to get rid of. I mean, I don't live in a hovel and I haven't had, you know, toxic chemical chemical cleaning products in my house for 20 years. And I do hire people to help me and clean my house. And I just have to tell them, and some of them struggle with it because they're like, what? You can't clean without these chemicals. Sure you can. We didn't even have these chemicals till a hundred years ago. People have cleaned since the dawn of time and you don't need that tile cleaner that I don't want to get in the shower and breathe into my lungs so that it's then circulating in my blood and hurting me and hurting the people I care about, the people who come to visit me. So there's all kinds of things that you can do to bring your toxic exposures down, but we also have to deal with what's already in your tissues and organs, and especially your fat stores that are hoarding those chemicals to keep them away from your heart and your kidneys and your lungs. So 
bringing down your toxic level in your body that you already have in there that your body doesn't eliminate very well. That's the goal of detoxing twice a year. So I'll give you that little uh, four video masterclass down below. So you can just get just the reader's digest version of my 20 years of studying human detoxification. It's what got me well. It's what brought my own toxic load way, way down so that I wasn't constantly smearing myself with steroids because of my eczema, which I thought was a skin thing. And the doctors thought were a skin was a skin thing because that's what they're taught by the pharmaceutical reps who come around and give them their continuing ed. They're, these doctors are mostly educated ongoing by people who sell pharma. So if pharma is your answer and you want to keep eating more chemicals for every single thing that happens to you, the hard part of that is you get to a point where your body just starts to tip over. And that's when you start collecting autoimmune diseases and they begin to compound. One autoimmune disease is just the beginning of a cascade. Then people have two and they have three and they have five and they have 10. I'm talking about 10 different diagnoses. And people see them as these separate diagnoses. And that's what the germ theory of disease wants you to think of it as. And that's what the medical model wants you to see it as, is that these are all just these crazy things that happen to you. And it's just your bad luck that you have these 10 different diagnoses. They are all highly related and they are all related to your immune system falling down from so much coming at you and so much coming inside your body where you have to contend with it. You know, when we were in Utah, my husband and I both went to the dentist and he's only 41, but when he went on an LDS or Mormon mission uh, 20 years ago, they make you get rid of your wisdom teeth because they don't want you to go to another country and then have a wisdom teeth problem and have to be sent home to get dental care in the United States. So they just tell all the missionaries before they go to get their wisdom teeth removed. So he had his wisdom teeth removed by a traditional dentist. This was before I think there really were any natural dentists or bioidentical, I'm sorry, biological dentists. So he goes in and has imaging just a few weeks ago, like three weeks ago. And they said, those four holes in your jaw and in your gums from where you got your wisdom teeth out, they're full of infection. So he had a surgery. It wasn't cheap. He tried to back out of it because he didn't understand. No, your immune system is constantly fighting. Your immune system is in constant fight mode. And he's like, yeah, but I'm not sick. I said, yeah, but what if you could feel better? What if you, you bringing your toxic load down? So he, he did it partly because our mutual friend Ryan sent a big long voice text that said, listen, I just had mine done three weeks ago and they pulled out stringy, dead, smelly, black, rotted jawbone out of all four of my cavitations. They're called cavitations. Was 20 years ago, dentistry didn't know what a cavitation was. Listen, your average dentist on, you know, down the street from you doesn't know. Okay. It's the dentists, kind of like the functional medicine doctors. It's the biological dentists who got sick from all the mercury exposure. They started studying. There's big fat books with hundreds of references they can learn about, but they're not going to teach that in dental school. They're not going to teach 
the dentists in dental school about how to clean up the harm that other dentists are creating with their processes and procedures and products. So my husband went through with it, wasn't cheap, $4,200 surgery, but the dentist who did it uh, in all four corners of his mouth said there's all kinds of gooey, nasty, rotten slime. And in one case, he said in one of his pockets, the actual rotting of his jawbone caused by the infection in the cavitation was so deep that his tool almost didn't couldn't get the job done. He had to spend so much extra time on it. But now then they all got sewed up and you know it wasn't that fun for John. He had to eat only soft foods for a few weeks. He's still kind of being really careful. It's it's only been two and a half weeks, less than three weeks. But I'm giving you that as an example of how his body has to fight this infection that he doesn't even know is happening in these in these pockets underneath his uh, gums that are is literally eating away his jawbone by the time they diagnosed my mom with cavitations she had like a dozen autoimmune diseases and was very very unwell and had no health no energy at all and they said that one bite of food the wrong bite of food could literally collapse her jawbone like that literally she could bite down and her jaw would collapse. Totally different dentist, but one who's educated about cavitations. So there's a number of different exposures or different risk factors that I could talk about, but I'm just giving you this as an example of how the terrain theory, your body is strong against COVID or flu or strep or a hospital acquired staph infection or MRSA or whatever. You have MRSA in you. You do. So do I. We all have it. It's a matter of, do you get so weakened, for instance, by lying in a hospital bed where you're not up and moving around? That's just super deadly. That's like the perfect scenario for replication of bacteria or viruses to the point where you actually end up symptomatic and sick. So. These are just examples of things. I'm not going to talk for two hours and give you 10 more examples, but that's one example of why John's body is having was having to fight, 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 fight to stay on top of this. Well, that just means that when COVID comes walking in the door, he's his immune system is maxed out and COVID could tip him over or, an, or a pharmaceutical product could tip him over. So I hope that makes sense. It's an example of how your body is already fighting a number of things. Those of you with root canal teeth, guarantee you, you've got a raging infection and, it's, and it's, it goes systemic. Those bacteria in the root canal teeth can actually get out of the tooth, become pleomorphic organisms, which are some of the most toxic organisms known to man. So if you have an autoimmune disease, if you have cancer and you have root canal teeth, get them out, pull them. Yes, I know we're supposed to have these beautiful, perfect white teeth, but root canal teeth are dead fossilized organs trapped in place. Okay. And they are rotting and they have, when I got my two pulled out, cause I had this rash all over my body and I was having autoimmune disease stuff. Um, this is good 10 years ago. And then I started studying this. So cavitations are one thing, root canals are another thing. Um, 
Some of us have had a lot of, you know, if you were a shop teacher, maybe you were exposed to a lot of benzene and toxic chemicals. If you're a hairdresser and you're breathing in all these, you know, sprays and your fingers are constantly touching all these dyes and whatever, and you don't want to be troubled with the gloves. Um, these are just examples of exposures we have. And I don't want to be depressing so much as just make you aware of what your some of your exposures are. But bringing that toxic body burden down is everything. It's it's giving your body room to breathe. So John gets these uh, gets these cavitations cleaned up, and even though he has four sets of stitches in his mouth, the next day he told me I already feel better. Like I just have more energy. I just feel better. And I said, well, that's because your body doesn't have to fight for infections every single day of your life, like it has for the last twenty years. So he didn't want to do it. It didn't sound fun. His argument was, well, I'm not sick, right? So, and the and the dentist, Dr. Michelle Jorgensen in American Fork, who I've gone to for years, she's fantastic. She doesn't do the surgeries, but she, she deals with every single new patient. She said, I'm amazed with how bad these four infections are that you're not uh, suffering with autoimmune disease or some kind, some kind of diagnoses. I mean, con- the the common ones would be the autoimmune diseases and the cancers from from your body just being in a constant battle and then it just can't take on any other battles. So I hope that was helpful to you. As usual, if you listen to my content, you might feel like you're getting a drink from a fire hose, but here's the good news. It's free. You can listen to it again. Down below, I will share with you the Prezyme Pro link uh, sometimes we don't have it. Sometimes we're sold out. Now it's a little bit tougher or a lot tougher to deal with these supply chains, but I think right now we have some. Uh, so if we don't, um, you know, just stay tuned, stay subscribed to Green Smoothie Girl. Go on Green Smoothie Girl, stay subscribed. I don't think people realize that they get emails from us once a week and they don't open one for six weeks. They're not on our email list anymore. They get removed. Okay. These, these, uh, email software programs, like they just kick you right off our list if you're not on there for six weeks. And that's just because of so many spammers out there. So people tell us almost every day, like, I I feel like I used to get emails from you and now I don't. Well, that's how it works these days. There's so many spammers out there that they have to go to extraordinary lengths to keep email lists clean. And so if you don't open an email from us for six weeks, um, you get removed from our email list. So if that's the case and you want to make sure that you're on the Green Smoothie Girl list and you value the um, amazing research and free content that we send out once a week on whatever it is that I'm researching at the time, then just go to greensmoothiegirl.com and put your put your email into anything on there and then you'll be back on our list. Okay, well, I hope that you all have wonderful holidays and I will see you next time. Bye.